everyone and welcome to the latest edition of Marketing Week's This Much I Learn podcast. I'm Charlotte Rogers, Associate Editor at Marketing Week, and today I'm joined by Chris Goddard, Global Marketing Director for Johnny Walker. Chris joined drinks giant Diageo as a graduate in 2003 before assuming brand management roles for Gordon's Gin and across the rum portfolio. Next up, Chris led the company's innovation agenda for Africa, creating a new product portfolio and supply chain model, enabling Diageo to claim a larger share of the mainstream spirit market in Nigeria, Cameroon and Ghana. Tasked with driving market share in underperforming drinks categories across Asia Pacific, Chris relocated with his family to Singapore, which saw his remit stretch from innovation to general management. In his current role, Chris leads the global Johnny Walker team in Amsterdam, defining the whiskey brand's marketing strategy and digital transformation. Welcome, Chris. Thank you, Charlotte. Nice to be here. Yeah, it's great to have you. And and just to kind of kick off, um, having been at Diageo for over 18 years, when you reflect on that, kind of what do you see as the advantages of building longevity within a company, both from a professional and a personal perspective? Well, 18 years, I mean, when you say it like that, it does feel like such a long time. Uh, (laughs) You know, it doesn't feel that long, actually, I guess, just because I've worked on so many different jobs and in uh, different functions and all over the world. So it's felt like many, many jobs. But, you know, I've loved it. I've loved the time I continue to. And firstly, it's a wonderful category to work in, alcohol beverage. Um, And if you told me when I was coming out of university that I'd spent half of my life working on brands like Guinness and Smirnoff and Pims and Johnny Walker. I, I don't think I would have believed you. It's been a remarkable 18 years. And I think there are lots of advantages, actually, for longevity in a business. I mean, on a personal level, all my closest friends, my family friends, many of them are from, from Diageo. So sort of work and home have just very much blended together, which has been great and actually allows me to spend my time in work in a really authentic way as I would at home. It feels very fluid in that sense. But, but also, you know, when you're with an organization for that length of time, you can really open up the bonnet a bit. And I've worked across so many parts of the business from commercial functions through to, you know, more consumer marketing functions, a lot of time in innovation, done a lot of work with our supply team. So, you know, that breadth of experience within one organization and touching all of the different areas of the business is, um, has just been an enormous amount of learning over that time. And... You know, the other thing, actually, which I think you can often forget a bit, but, you know, Diageo is a big business. It's, it's a global business. And the ability to get things done, having spent so long there, the relationships you hold, um, knowing how the organization operates, it just makes me far more efficient in many ways, actually, which, again, is a, a real advantage. But I often think, you know, it is important to be taking an external perspective. Um, some of the things I've been doing in these last four to six months, actually, is having um, having quite a few conversations with different organisations, organisations that we admire, people in those organisations, how are they achieving things, how are they building the brands um, within their categories. And it's important when you are with a company for as long as I've been that you do that with enough frequency. Um, I, w- I would say, and I would recommend that others that are in, in companies for a while are doing that enough. That outside perspective is so important. Yeah, I think that's so interesting to hear what you're saying there about kind of the advantages of knowing how business works and how you can get things done. And you've got that sort of fluency within the organization that you know how to kind of move ideas on. But then equally that you're kind of taking that and sense checking and seeing what's going on 
externally. And I wondered how that plays into how you build your teams and kind of what skills and qualities you're looking for and whether you want, obviously, that mix of experience within the team, but also kind of new talent coming through. How do you think about building teams? Yeah, no, I think you're you're right, Charlotte. I think a mix of experience and new blood, as you say, is it's important. I think more importantly, actually, particularly on a global brand team, and that's where I work currently, is the diversity that we have within our team. If you take a brand like Johnny Walker, we're sold in more than 150 countries. We operate with such a vast geography. You're just critical that the team that you're surrounded by have different backgrounds and different cultures. So I think about the team around me in Amsterdam, got talent from India, North America, Poland, Turkey, UK, many others. And that's just so important to have any credibility in building a global brand and operating with these geographies. You have to have that diversity. That's one thing that I think is really integral. And I also think actually a breadth of background is important too. So again, if I look at the team we have, we have people that have built their career in tech, in advertising, in PR and in culture, as much as they have in some you know, classic consumer marketing roles. And again, I think progressive modern brands today, you have to have that breadth of experience if you're going to provide the output that a brand like Johnny Walker deserves. So that's where we, you know, and we and I start when I'm thinking about building a team. And the other thing that I've noticed coming back to the, the longevity in the business is, you know, we always talk about marketing being this art and science and this blend. I actually think the science element has become more important. I just think the access we have to data and analytics, it's really, really integral that we as marketeers can wrap our heads around that and make sense of it and the implications from it. So I think, you know, I need and want people that are as comfortable knowing what's happening in culture as they are with data analytics, uh, measurement and evaluation. So, um, So I'd say that's important too. It's really interesting to hear how you blend that and how what I'm getting from you so much is that diversity of thought and that kind of idea that they don't have to have always worked in the drinks business and that actually you value that kind of people who are coming with different skills. And I suppose another point that you made earlier is how it almost feels like you've had so many different careers in one company. When I think about, you know, your roles have spanned brand management, sponsorship, innovation, general management across regions as diverse as Europe, Africa and Asia. When you are tasked with looking at a different market, how do you think about immersing yourself in the consumer culture? Because obviously all those different consumer markets have different tastes and trends and traditions and demands. So how do you think about the consumer when you're sort of thinking about all those different places? It's a great question. I guess understanding consumer culture, arguably, it's the best bit of the job. (laughs) For me, anyway, I think if you don't have a natural cultural curiosity or an interest in how consumers behave and interact, their topics of interest, then I would question whether marketing is the industry for you. You know, you have to, yeah, have that curiosity and really want to know what is happening out there. And it sounds like such a cliche, but you kind of got to get out of the boardroom. And if I think about moving from Europe to Africa and to Asia, and some of my fondest memories are the times that we or I have just gone out there and immersed in local culture you know i remember walking the day markets in lagos over weekends to try and understand innovation opportunities that could be available to us and spending nights with families you know in nairobi understanding food culture in their houses 
these are the memories that I hold. And also, it's just what you've got to do to understand what's happening in the world. I remember when we were actually another fond memory is when we were in, um, I was operating an innovation in Australia and we were looking at a new proposition on Smirnoff. And for that particular instance, we, we hired a house in Sydney and put on a great barbecue, invited some people around and just observed, just sat back and observed how the behaviours and uh, were playing out through the course of that evening to see how we might best bring bring something to market. So I, I think, you know, you have to throw yourself into local culture, but it has to be something you want to do and enjoy doing. Uh, and it's the bit that I personally love. I think also, you know, there is, and we're fortunate in Diageo because we have a team dedicated, uh, our planning team, a global team dedicated to understanding predictive consumer behavior in the future, as well as the short-term data that tells us about behaviors. I think we're able to sort of balance some of the get out there yourself and see it with some of the, the data and the metrics that tell us what's happening out there in the real world. When you were talking there about kind of how you went around, you know, markets in Lagos and then how you had that experience in Australia, it made me think about how drinking culture is so intrinsically part of the society of that country and, and the trends and the tastes and the way that people consume it. It says so much about that culture. So it's very interesting to see how you've kind of adapted to that. And then I wanted to ask on the flip side of business culture and kind of how you've personally gone about negotiating that. Because obviously you've worked in the UK, you lived and worked in Singapore, now you're in the Netherlands. Do you see differences and similarities between the way that bus- business culture is in the UK versus in Asia and then in the Netherlands? Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of the benefits of a, a global company like Diageo is you get a lot of uh, cultural and organizational expectations that cross borders, uh, processes. So there's an operational commonality, which is great. Like I say, that's the benefit of a big organization. So there's a consistency that you get th- through that lens. And I think that's a real competitive advantage, actually, for a company like ours. But that, that said, Charlotte, you're right. Like the day-to-day working realities, of course they differ. And I've learned that this the hard way, <laughs> you know. I remember working with our colleagues in Japan, you know, a remarkable country, place I love, um, but very different, different hierarchy. It's, it's, it's slightly more bureaucratic than somewhere like Australia, which has an informality. I think you have to be able to step back, strong self-awareness. You can't bulldoze and force your way of operating or your style on others. I think it requires a lot of observation, a lot of empathy, frankly, a lot of listening. And actually, as I have moved around more, I've become a bit more skilled at it. <laughs> Wasn't very skilled at the beginning, but you, you you learn, you have to fit into the culture that you're moving into. That's the right thing to do. And like I say, it does require just to step back a bit um, and observe it. But it's also absolutely fascinating. There's nothing I've enjoyed more than spending time with people across Africa and across Asia and just, yeah, experiencing the way that they they go about their business. It is one of these things that fascinates me, actually, because when I talk to different marketers who've worked in, in different countries and they kind of talk about, well, UK business culture is one way and then there might be a different way of kind of speaking, actually, like the language of business is different in another country. And actually, you know, we might consider that too direct in the UK, but that's just the way that they do things in that country. And I just I think it's so interesting kind of how you, I suppose, mold yourself to that, but also bring still be yourself. It, it's a really interesting um, kind of space to be in. Um 
another thing about your career at, at Diageo, which I find really interesting and something we're really passionate about at Marketing Week is, is the concept of, of kind of taking shared parental leave, which we hope is becoming more common um, as more role models are kind of do this. What was that experience like for you? And why was it so important that you did it? And I suppose that you role model that across the business. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's probably the best personal or professional decision I ever made. Um, you know, I took six months off a really progressive policy that the company put in place, full pay. And for someone like me, who candidly has been quite work obsessed, and it's it gave me a massive amount of much needed perspective, actually. And I took it off, like I went off, laptop down, <laughs> which is what the company expects, I, sh- I, I might add. You know, I think anyone, and this was for my second my second child and I think anyone that's had kids as, as I realized with with my first child those early years they they kind of fly by and so being able just to be there for a really good amount of time and experience it was was amazing and one I really am grateful for actually and and what I didn't expect which was a really positive surprise is I went back into work after that with this sort of newfound I guess energy and enthusiasm and um and and actually a real respect for what the company had given me it really was only a positive experience and and i would recommend that anyone wherever you are in your you know in your career to take advantage of opportunities like that and in fact i was talking to the business recently about it and i think in the last year i think diageo employees have taken nearly 200,000 days of parental leave of, of which sort of more than 650 men have, have chosen to do it. And that's really increasing year on year, which, which is brilliant because sort of any stigma attached to that, I think is just incredibly unhelpful. And, and, I, and I would advocate it with anyone. It, it was really fantastic for me. And just to ask Chris, like, do you think it's really important that a senior leader like yourself talks about this? Because there might be people junior to you who are thinking, actually, I'd really love to do that. And then they see someone senior to them who's like, yeah, I, I did it and it was transformational and it hasn't affected, you know, I've, I've got an amazing career. It's not like it's affected my progression or anything like that. Do you think it's important for senior leaders like yourself to be showing that? I do. I absolutely do. Um and um, and we do actually, you know, in, in, within our business, we certainly do. There are other people, peers of mine um, that have had a similar experience. It's well discussed within the business and it is really important. And, and like I said, I think it's something it doesn't happen often, these experiences. And it only happens once <laughs> seeing your child grow up. I would recommend it to anyone. And as you say, I, I just think it's the responsibility of the leaders in the business to advocate and stand for it. Well, to kind of shift gear a little bit, I, I kind of wanted to ask you about innovation because obviously you've held several innovation roles throughout Diageo. And I wanted to kind of get your advice because it seems like innovation at the moment, like the pressure of the cost of living crisis and budgets, you know, it could be very tempting for brands to kind of cut innovation, stop looking at R&D. What advice would you give to ensure that innovation remains a priority within business to your fellow kind of marketing peers? Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, I think investment generally remains, in, whether it's in innovation or more broadly, remains critical, even in times of financial difficulty. You know, we know that the, the brands that invest, invest ahead, um, 
they win they come through and win and we intend to do that as we go through this through this period so my strong counsel would be this is the wrong time to step back from an investment perspective and i think you know in, in innovation specifically yes people will be watching their spending carefully and we are going to be going into a really really challenging time but you know we still believe there's a place for innovation and our products more generally people will still want to keep celebrating and socializing i think the responsibility that we have as organizations and as marketeers is to be sensitive to the consumer landscape in terms of how we're bringing those innovations to market what we're talking about around our brands and also just knowing with speed how the how the context is changing so that we can adapt because we're going to be going into really volatile times but it would be wrong to pull back investment and the data tells us that over time yeah i couldn't agree with you more um so kind of thinking where we are today obviously what's next on your to-do list like what are you thinking about what's the next priority for your team globally with the johnny walker brand oh good question johnny walker is always a long old list just it's the nature of uh, the nature of the brand but you know it's very much more of the same in um in many instances we've just come off the back of a record year uh, we've had a remarkable last 12 months on johnny walker uh, the biggest year actually in our history so it does feel like a golden age for the brand. Um, that said, lots for us to be getting on with. I think one of the things that I spend a lot of time with my team on is we have this beautiful philosophy on Johnny Walker that we articulate as keep walking, which is something we've been talking about for over 20 years. And we're always seeking to find the cultural context where that notion of progress, or keep walking, is, is relevant. So that will... You know, that, that, that's just an ongoing challenge. How do we find the right cultural moments for us to put our philosophy out into the world? I think the other big to-do list item is some pilots, some experimentation in the progressive digital and virtual spaces. Uh, how do we provide uh, remarkable digital experiences for our consumers? We have great physical experiences. Um, and anyone that hasn't been up to our new home up in Edinburgh, Johnny Walker Prince's Street, I'd encourage them to. That's the... I guess the ultimate physical experience, but but we're now really wanting to, to, to look look hard at how we provide digital experiences. Um, and, in, and we talked about it earlier, but innovation, we've got a big pipeline of innovation coming up, some really exciting products that will be hitting, hitting markets around the world over the coming months. So that's obviously a big to do to do list. And on a sort of personal level, I'm um, actually just last week, I've signed back up for a mentoring scheme in the UK working with some young marketeers that are sort of making their way in their industry. So I, I'm sort of made a commitment to, to get back into that because I get a lot out of it and I fell out of that for, for a while. So I'm looking forward to that, not to mention the two, the two kids at home that always find their way on the to-do list some, some way or another. Uh, you know, lo, lo, lots, to, lots to do, but feeling really good about where the brand is and, and you know, and the, the, the 12, 18 months we've got coming up. Yeah, it sounds so positive, Chris. And thanks so much for kind of chatting about your, you know, your career today and kind of what you've learned um, as a parent, as someone in the innovation space, and kind of also obviously kind of traveling around the world. We hope you enjoyed this latest edition of Marketing Week's This Much Island podcast. And you can check out the next edition coming soon on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. That just leaves me to thank Chris and you for listening. Thanks. Thanks.